Oh, we are going to put a we're going to we're going to start this one proper here. This is episode 311. 311 wow. of No Laugh Track Podcast. I am here with my guest a second time, Jeff Cesario. Yes, I was also two uh 64? No. I'm going to no. take a guess. Oh, that's actually pretty close. <laughs> I wrote it down because I wouldn't remember. How, what was it? 270. 270, not bad. 270 to 311. Wow. Uh, that's, uh, my, that's the increase I had in my batting average after I started taking roids. <laughs> Popped at about 40, 45%. Doesn't always uh, improve batting average, but more just power than average. So good for you. Yeah, yeah. No, I uh, spray hit. Okay. Yeah. Spray hit to the in wall. In everything I do. Even when I'm peeing, I Wait spray hit. Wait a minute. Hit. Come on, everybody. <laughs> By the way, uh, th- since you brought that up, I think I just hit that age where it went from maybe one trip to the bathroom mm. at night to two is the minimum. Yeah, wait till they put a Starbucks in your bathroom. Man. <laughs> it's really difficult then because you get the card every time you go in, you get a free punch, <laughs> and you get a drink, and then you go back to bed, and you go, oh, crap. No, I'm peeing. This is, I don't know what's I'll have going. the caffeine free this time. <laughs> yeah, right. I'll have the, right. I'll so have the, the decaf, which incidentally, apparently, is a massive... Uh, I, I don't know why people hate it when I say that I'm going to order decaf. Oh. Yeah, people don't like that. People um, people are jacked up. Like, that's what we need in this country. Yeah. Let's yeah. get a little more jacked up. Well, I mean, I am drinking an energy drink right now yeah. after I had coffee this morning. See, maybe we should have a, maybe we should have a laid-back drink is what we need, I think, in the we country. We had it right for now. years, and it was free. It was called water. Water. No, that's <laughs> not a laid-back drink. You need something in it. And yet, have it still taste like a raspberry shake? Yeah, okay. Like uh, maybe that text from your buddy is uh, is serendipity. <laughs> maybe we can get some of the what's the chemical? The the uh, oh, they they have the stores D-P-D now and D yes, THC uh, products but are then still. There's the other one too. Yeah, the CBD. CBD. Yeah, they sell that in Minnesota now. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would put that if I were uh, Culver's, I'd slam that into a concrete tonight. <laughs> concrete. Yeah, I think you'd be selling those <laughs> off the hook, baby. I'll have a... Uh... There's a line out to the <laughs> interstate. Where's it from? Culver's. <laughs> They're selling the new <laughs> and CBD concrete. You I'll... can get it in Snickers or cookies and cream. Mm, hot fudge. Yeah, people obeying the speed limit for the first time in a long time. <laughs> I think that's what we need. And you know when you go when you go to Culver's, especially, you know the drive-through. You ever done that? Yeah. They have you pull up. Imagine yes. with the, if they, uh, oh, they got yeah. an outrageous amount of traffic from the new CBD yeah. <laughs> malts, but concrete boom, mixes. That's what we call incentivizing uh, good ideas because that would uh, allow Culver's. They'd be making so much money that they could pay young kids to uh, more young kids to go run the goods out there mm-hmm. and go make the goods. And then if uh, if you get a CBD concrete punch card, then by your third or fourth punch. You probably don't care that it's going to take an extra five minutes because you're sitting there going, man, this is worth it. Yeah, there's no hurries. No, there's uh-uh. no hurries. You got a little fish uh-huh. on the car sound system. <laughs> fish. That's right. And you're just kicking back. And then they knock on your window and you're surprised. <laughs> well, who, what? What? What's that? Oh, I ordered that? Oh, that's where I am. So I think that would be good for the country right now. I think it would Oh, take- brother. Take mm-hmm. the edge off the whole Kavanaugh of it all. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about franchising as of right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe I- we do that. Maybe we sub-franchise just the ice cream out of the <laughs> Just the, just the concrete equation. mixer. Yeah. 
<laughs> I love it. Do you remember? So the last time you were here at yes, Acme uh, was uh, t- episode 270, as we said, uh, November of last year. And do you remember what had? It was just the World Series had just ended. I think oh, it was the yeah. day after Game Seven or Game whatever the last game was. Houston last Houston won. Yeah, Thriller. Yeah, over. It was a really good World Series, except the last game. If I you remember, can't remember that, who they played? That's what I was. I was going to ask you if you were, like. Here's. I know the, Houston won. Okay. Uh, oh boy. <laughs> Yankees, Boston, Cleveland. Was it the Dodgers? No, because Houston, Houston, oh, Houston's ale? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. League, that's right. Houston's ale. I always find it. Oh, so they probably beat, yeah, they, they must have beat like uh, uh, it was, it was Nationals? The, no, it was the Dodgers. It was the Dodgers. Because remember, they kept showing Mary Hart and Larry King in the first oh, yeah. row at Dodger Stadium. Right. Wow. They have to put Larry in the first row because he's had too much garlic. <laughs> As in unique. Breathe onto the field. Larry, just breathe onto the field. Aim it straight at the opposition's dugout. Help us out. I want to do time travel on Larry Larry King. Tweets from time travel on Larry King. I actually started that when I first got on Twitter. I did some... uh, (laughs) For my money, King James was way better than his brother, King Richard. (laughs) Just stuff like that. You're right. First hand. Say what you will, but the plague eliminated a lot of bad things, too. You know, stuff like <laughs> right. that. Right, because first-hand knowledge. Yeah, he was sure, there. he was there. Witness. <laughs> Witness to it all. You think the Pope's bad now? <laughs> right. I saw him in a room full of altar boys in 1681. <laughs> yeah, and you can take that to the bank. You know, stuff like right. that. Ask me about three. I don't know what number they're on now. Yeah. <laughs> We're a long way from that. New math. <laughs> I can't even get math. <laughs> Stuff like that. <laughs> and the Dodgers uh, are in the playoffs again this year. Dodgers so we- looking good. Davey Roberts is just an excellent manager. And then I saw a piece on the uh, Red Sox-Yankees rivalry because mm-hmm. it's coming up. Yeah, we, we're not going to be able to avoid it because the Yankees won yeah. last night. And uh, they showed uh, the year that they broke the curse. They were down 3-1. Uh, mm-hmm. Or was it three zero to the Yanks, and then they won four in a row. Yeah, and uh, and part of that, a key part of that, was Dave Roberts, who was with the oh, yeah. uh, Red Sox yeah. for a minute, but just just hustled the entire time, stole second base on a close call. That's right. Scored a run to tie it up. Uh, they went crazy at Fenway. And they won that game on a big pappy homer or something like that. And then they just took off. They won like eight in a row. They swept the series, whoever the poor saps were they played in the series. They won four in a row against the Yanks, and then they went in the World Series and won four in a row. And then it gave Jimmy Fallon a starring role in a movie a few years later. That's right. Oh, wow, that's right. <laughs> so, so Roberts is just that guy. He's mm-hmm. just the guy who is game-aware constantly. And uh, that's why he's a great manager. So I would never sell the Dodgers short, even though they're, they will have probably, unless Cleveland makes a run, they'll probably have the worst record out of everybody in the playoffs. Uh, but pretty good year for baseball when most of your teams, I, th- I think all your teams are at 90-plus wins. I'm not sure, but Cleveland, yeah. I think, was 90-72 or 91-71. Okay. The Dodgers are 91-71 going in. Uh Colorado, yeah, I think they won ninety games, make wild cards. So, so uh, 
As a Twins fan, a thing I like to do this time of year when the playoffs start is get a count of all the former Twins that are in the playoffs. Right. That's because my very, own team's not going to make it. No, that's a very fun yeah. thing to do. Uh, I do remember, was it three, four years ago, where they made the same kind of run uh, that um, Oakland made yeah. This year mm-hmm. it wasn't quite to mid 90s, but I think they made a run to about 90, 91 wins and made it in the playoffs and were so gassed they got blown out by the Yankees like yeah. 9-3 or something. Yeah, one game. Yeah. Um, and so I felt for the for uh, Oaktown last night a little bit just cuz you know, got to go into Yankee Stadium and Lord knows that that's when you need just a completely insane 23 year old pitcher from like Lumberton, Oregon, who hasn't really seen a lot of life yet. <laughs> and is uh, you know, just been throwing gourds against a barn door since he was three. Yeah. Doesn't really know. Yankee Stadium, Miller Park, doesn't matter to me. And just gets yep. out there and starts throwing BBs. Uh huh. Being in people and going, and then you got a shot. But if you don't have that, I don't know if you, I don't know if you got a shot in a game like it. That. It is always fun. Also seeing, yeah, like the pitcher that you didn't see all year, and then just makes a name for himself in yeah. October. Yeah, the Brewers have an interesting approach, which I didn't uh, realize until today when I was reading that they use an entire bullpen approach to the whole game. Oh, are they doing the yeah. start of the... Craig Council will throw a guy out there for three batters and then yank him. To start the game. Yeah, and then put somebody else in, and then he just, he just he's got to... Yeah. Which is, quite frankly, the next great development in analytics baseball, which I'm not sure is the greatest way to go. I would, you know, I'm yeah. a throwback, mm-hmm, but it is the way it's going, so you may as well try to enjoy it. But, you know, like, I did a corporate event it was a uh, celebrity baseball camp. Guys could pay good money and come and uh, and be, quote-unquote, instructed by uh, members of the St. Louis Cardinals. Oh, sure. From like the, the classic the years. Retirees. Mid-60s, late-60s. Yes. So, and I did 30 minutes of stand-up at the banquet. And then after that, right after the banquet, Bob Gibson, Kurt Flood... And Ozzie Smith come up to me. And they're like, that was great. That was unbelievable. How do you do that? And I just said, no, I'm not going to have this discussion with you guys. (laughs) Yeah. Because how do you pitch three complete games in the World Series and win them all? Bobby Gibson, how do you take on the establishment as a single person in an era when he could barely find a lawyer to help him and turn baseball on its head for the players? Mm-hmm. And that was Kurt Flood. Mm-hmm. And then how do you be Ozzie Smith? How do you just be Ozzie Smith? Right. The wizard. And I literally said that to them, and they said, yeah, that's great, but how do you do that on stage for 30 minutes? I couldn't believe it. Isn't that crazy? It was – so I go back to, like, that era. Like, I remember Warren Spahn pitching a 12-inning four-hitter and losing one to nothing. You know, I don't don't know where it changed or why it changed, but it has changed, and so we're just going to have to embrace what it is and and run with it, but – there were always three yeah. main offensive categories to pay, pay attention to. Batting average, RBI, home run. Yeah, which is the Triple Crown, which the kid from Milwaukee almost won this year. Did. Uh, yeah, almost did. Yeah, that's right. Uh, now, when they do stats at the bottom of the screen when I'm watching a game, 
OPS is the first one they list. I don't know what on on base percent. No, that's OBS. I uh, know OBP would be on base percentage. That's the one I know. I don't even know what yeah. it is. I OBS one point- is the th- uh, the third chemical in marijuana that can be extracted <laughs> for therapeutic value. And they want to know how much the guy's ingesting before every game. Yeah, I, I well, then I either. see 400 is a good average for a baseball player. And I don't know what the WHIP is. That's a pitching stat. Oh, I do know that one. Walks and hits per innings pitched. Whip. Whips per innings yep, pitched. Yep. And I only Walks know that from... and hits per innings pitched. Yes. Wow. Yes. Mm-hmm. I know that one from when I used to play See, uh, I would rather rotisserie just have baseball. The guy go, his error is two seventy three, but he's a bit wild. He averages about four and a half walks per game. So, do not go for a hot dog until about the seventh inning. <laughs> you know, I, I, I would prefer just to hear it laid out. That there way. you go. <laughs> um, we can wrap up a little talk about baseball here. Do you have? I'm going to give you the na- the teams, and you give me a, a prediction. All right? Yeah. This is the series where your first one. It starts this afternoon, Jeff. Yes. Rockies and uh, Brewers. I am hoping, uh, being a Wisconsin kid, that the Brewers can prevail. I think the Rockies will be playing extremely loose. Uh, The Brewers might have an advantage in game one and possibly game two because of the 13 or 14 innings, however long it went the other night. But Colorado is going to be loosey-goosey. You know, this is is the Brewers to lose as far as everybody's concerned. Uh, I have a checkered baseball past with Milwaukee because I came up during the Braves and they moved right before my formative baseball years, my teens. So as a Braves fan, they moved to Atlanta. Nobody came in. For six years or so. Yeah. So the upside of that was I was able to turn all my uh, hormonal cravings towards the Packers okay. during their incredible 60s stretch. Uh, but I, I didn't have a baseball team that I could call my own because I was living in Kenosha. I turned to the Cubs at about age 15 or 16. That was acceptable or in the neighborhood? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But that was an intellectual decision. And then, oddly enough, when I moved up here uh, to do stand-up in the 80s, I realized, wow, what a massive juvenile mistake that was to have switched to the Cubs, especially after the heartache of 69. And I just went, that was clearly an arbitrary intellectual decision. Let me go with my gut. I'm living here. I love the Twin Cities. And I started root for the Twins. And um, really, that's the team I follow. But but I do hope uh, and wish the Brewers ha- have success, because I think... I think the the state will have a blast with it if they do. Okay. Um, uh, your, your team in L.A. That opinion brought to you by Bananas, <laughs> the banana that's guaranteed to ripen tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Dodgers Braves. Wow. That's, uh, that's two uh, teams that have... Uh, clawed and scratched their way to get where they are. I mean, to have finished 18 games under 500 and then 18 over 500 to make it to the playoffs in Atlanta, and then to just have a ball club like um, Davey Roberts just put together. I mean, it's one of the few times I really feel like I can root for the Dodgers. Okay. Uh, there were so many years, as much as I had a, a, a um, you know a tremendous respect for Tommy Lasorda and uh, you know loved what he did when he'd pull pitchers out of a game on the mound. There's oh, there's great old tapes of him mm-hmm. just just uh, swearing up a blue yeah. streak. There should have always been a oh, microphone on him. So great, uh, but they were despicable as a lineup for many many years, uh, just based on Steve Garvey. Right, right. Um, <laughs> 
So it was hard to root for them, but they got a great lineup now. They're really fun to watch, and and uh, I'm going to pull for the Dodgers, and I think they have the pitching to best the Braves. Okay, and, and, for and I that think been- that series is going to come down to pitching. And uh, that opinion brought to you by Incognito. You'd never guess we're plumbers. <laughs> Next. <laughs> oh, let me let me interject here that uh, for people uh, for the former twin count, uh, Ro- the Rockies. Oh, yeah. When they were on the other night, Drew Butera was playing a few innings, former Dodger and former twin. Wow. And former Kansas City Royal. His dad played for the twins, Sal Butera. Sal Butera, sure. Yes. Uh, in the early 80s when you were living here, probably. Yeah. Uh, just read this morning, Drew Butera left off the playoff roster. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Oh, that hurts. Uh-huh. So that all my allegiance. How do they not have the to set the playoff roster before the wild card game? The wild card's part of the playoffs. Is it? Or is it a game 163? No, I guess the wild card is playoffs. Good yeah, question. It doesn't count in. You know what? Maybe they get to switch it between every game? I mean, every series? Maybe. I don't know. We'll have to find out. Now, why isn't that stat crawling across the bottom of my screen? (laughs) Why don't they explain that? Take a good young Italian kid like Butera off the roster just when— You know how many kids he's got in private school? He needs this money. (laughs) Come on, Rockies. You're brewing beer like it's going out of style. Pay some of that dough downward. That's right. Uh, Then we got in the American League, Indians, Astros, Yankees, Red Sox. Indians, Astros. Um— Boy, the Astros are tough to pick against because they're so solid across the board. Um, and I wouldn't mind seeing an Astros-Yankees just to see Altuve, the MVP, at 5-3 or whatever he is, He's standing next to Mike Judge, who is potential MVP. Right, right. At 6-8. Yeah. That's baseball. That's the one great thing about baseball is anybody any size can truly excel at the game. Uh-huh. I'm going to go uh, astros I think they might have a little more uh, pitching. But, you know, Terry Francona is just a master. He is a master. I mean, talk about great managers. And and I think he's going to have Cleveland primed. And uh, he might steal that series out from under. Yeah, he's really good. That's going to be a great series to watch. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That brought to you by Pandemodium. Get rid of your diarrhea in one chaotic blast with pandemonium. <laughs> then you got uh, Boston, New York. I heard someone say on the air the other day that everybody was pulling everybody outside of uh, of um, who did they just beat uh, Oakland. Everybody outside of Oakland was pulling for Yankees so that it would be Boston Yankees. And I thought you are wrong, right? Everybody in maybe the television industry, because it's two massive markets, although nothing to sneeze at, San Francisco, Oakland Bay Area is a nice market, too. So I don't know what people think or why people think the rest of the country wants to see Boston and New York go at it again. Again. Uh, I, I find this Yankee team eminently more likable than past Yankee teams. I yeah, think because- it's a fun roster. They got a good bunch of kids. A lot of them have come up through their farm, farm system. I wasn't thrilled with the manager change, but it seems we've been working out great for him. Uh, they're gritty. They're tough. Um, you know, it's more the fan base that can get a little uh, can grate on me after a while. Sure. I love Boston. I always love the town. I always love the city. And I always love the team just for just for coming up and being and smiting the Yanks. So <laughs> I'm going to pull for Boston. 
I think it'll be a fun series to watch, and I actually think they have the pitching. I think Sale may be the difference in that series. It's pretty damn good. And that brought to you by, oh, brother, let's see, Schlatzman's Malt Liquor, Taconite Filtered for your protection. <laughs> are you, fi- oh, I actually do have one more thing. Finally, Bob Euchre, are you happy for him? What uh, Do you have an opinion on Bob Euchre? Period. What I, I don't know if something has happened to Bob Euchre. No, just that he's, you Just know, in general. Just because they showed him dancing doing, in the, the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Part, you know, 87-year-old guy now. The, yeah. yeah. Very happy for, for Euchre. Uh, look, one of the greats. Uh, certainly an influence on the uh, sports announcer impression and on Chet Waterhouse that I do, uh, at the very least vocally. And, and an influence just in the optimism. I like uh, the uh, that sort of throwback optimism that uh, you know that Bob represents certainly on air. He's got a sly, wicked sense of humor off air, and by off air, I mean he can hit that that cough button in a nanosecond and <laughs> fire off a joke to whoever he's with. That'll just take your take. So your do you know, do you have you heard over the years heard stories like? Uh, uh, well, like you know, what's, if you go online and you Google uh, Norm Macdonald and Artie Lang uh, telling Bob Euchre stories. I know they did it a couple of times on Stern, and I'm not sure where else, but oh, okay. uh, but the greatest, okay. the greatest stories okay. in the world, and I will not do them justice, so I will Perfect. not do them. Perfect. But suffice it to say uh, that, he, that he can switch gears, and to have that level of control over your thought process, you got to be... Uh, beyond sharp, that's almost a gift. Sure, to be able to crack a you know a filthy joke and know your your fingers on the right button, <laughs> right, and then fly right back and get down thirteen two. Let's see if the Brewers can't get something going here. That's Miller you know, time, you know, yeah. Uh-huh. So that's genius. Yeah, for sure. I love that stuff. For sure. Have you been back recently to I have Kenosha not, or Wisconsin? I have not. Uh, my mom passed away last March. Oh, okay. And Sorry. she was sort of the last vestige. My dad passed away a couple of years ago. So, uh, uh, but you know, um, th- th- you know, my mom was nearly 95. My dad was 93 when he passed. They, they had good long lives. We were just talking about uh, how science is pushing longevity uh, north of 100, north of 120. And, uh, you know, as we were saying, uh, what they don't tell you is it's still all downhill after 63. <laughs> so it's just a massively... <laughs> painful ice flow ride out to the center of Antarctica. Yeah. Uh, Eskimos, you really start to realize, you know, it's not that cold of a thing to do to somebody. (laughs) That's not a bad thing. And then when you factor in those last years in Wisconsin, not somewhere, is that where they... That's where they were, yeah, Yeah, right to the end. So, uh, and they had their, uh, largely had their health and had their acumen. You know, they were sharp as a tack right to the end. So we were very fortunate and they were very fortunate. Right on. Yeah, so, um, so you don't get and back. As, as I say uh, in my act, they were arguing right to the end, uh, but they were deaf the last 10 years, so they were arguing about two completely different things. <laughs> I put the car in the garage. Well, that's why I made tomato sauce. I don't think you guys are on the same page. So Love it. So, yeah. So I, I don't – I'm hoping to get back just because I still have friends there, and I'd love to do uh, – there's a couple of nice uh, venues in Milwaukee that I'd like to mm-hmm. explore. See if I can't 
Now, you've mentioned the character, uh, and we talked about it last time, but uh, when you were here last year, that's when you had just signed the contract that the the podcast podcast was going to start, and now you've got dozens of episodes. Yes, nine months in the can. We're up to, I think, close to 40 episodes now, 35 episodes somewhere in there. We started in January. I do it once a week, every week, religiously. Yeah. Uh, And it's a blast. It's called Play With Pain. It's on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts, uh, or you could just Google Chet Waterhouse, it'll probably pop up there too. It, that's how I found it. Yeah, and uh, and uh, and what? It's all for the goof. It's about thirty to thirty-five minutes, ideally. Sometimes it goes a little longer. Uh, if I got somebody who's into something, I don't want to cut them off. Mm-hmm. But I try to. I have uh, literally sponsored segments where you know I have actually two or three. Actual real sponsors. Yeah, I've listened, and I try to handle them at the top, and then I'll when I when I do their spot, I make it very clear that it's one of the legitimate sponsors. Uh huh. You know, as opposed to Miserati, the Jewish sports car. You know, as opposed to those <laughs> joke ones. Um, so uh, it's been a blast. It's like an alter ego, and I have a great time doing it. And yet, I can still kind of interview somebody inside I, of that. That's you know? what I'm so interested in. Is you're you're interviewing and people that I that you have a relationship with before? Some, yes. some, and some not. Okay, yeah. so the ones so, I listen to, I think you did have at least some sort of relationship with. And then, but then you're talking to this person, not as you. It's you, but not you. Right. It's very wild, but it's fun, and it gives me an excuse to. Ask a lot of, I would say, politically incorrect questions or ask politically correct questions in an incorrect manner. Mm-hmm. Chet can screw up anything. Uh, hey, can I say she's got a nice caboose or am I going to get uh, whipped off of that whole hashtag me too thing? Can I say that? He just can't, you know, help himself, which is why he's minor league, uh, but has the enthusiasm. Chet will call any event yeah. and call it like it's the seventh game of the World Series. That's the charm of him. He's not bitter at all. Um, he loves it, and uh, he loves interviewing people. And I've had everybody on from Bob Costas to uh, to uh, Rich Eisen to comedians like Kathleen Madigan and the Sklar Brothers and Alonzo Bowden and uh, and uh, young guys like Alex Edelman and Francisco Ramos and uh, um, you've I had, some had cro- Randy Liebman on. And uh, you've had some crossover with this podcast. It's guests. Yes, Wendy. I wrote some down here. We've both had on uh, Sklar Brothers. Yes, uh, Jay Elvis Weinstein. Yes. Jimmy Pardo. Yes. Jackie Cation. All of them. Great guests. Joel Madison. Everybody crushed it. Yes. Wendy Liebman. Yes. Uh, And, uh, you know, I've had people say, I don't know a lot about sports, and I go, better. Even better. Okay, so one I didn't listen to that I want to go back to is Jackie Cations. And Cations I know that great. she knows very little. Like, doesn't follow sports. Doesn't, doesn't give two shits. No. Okay. Fantastic. You made it work. Oh, my God, yeah. yeah. Because I don't, first of all, I don't need to talk sports. Yeah. We can talk about anything. And, and, and I want to get into their careers or whatever might be happening in my guest's life. Yeah. Uh, and, but I, I like the idea that I'm doing it on a time clock. You know, I think it adds a level of um, um, drive to it and uh, okay. intensity. So, oh, brother, we're running out of time. You know, I'll say stuff like that in the middle of the interview just because I want to keep it moving. Yeah. Um, 
And I think it makes people sort of laser focus a little bit. It kind of gets them focused. Plus, the hook of the podcast is it's like 30, 35 minutes, but we're going to hit what's going on in their lives. I do a, an expanded update at the head of the yes. podcast. I do like four minutes now. I was doing just two. I'm doing a full four minutes at the top. Then I do about uh, 10 minutes talking to the guest. And then we do a couple of fun things, one of which is Advice Corner, mm-hmm. where I ask legitimate advice. From my guest, I try to keep it fun, and, and they can like, answer it seriously, or, or they make can it a do joke. whatever they yeah. want. You know, I asked uh, Sarah Tiana, uh, ah, "You're a traveling comic. What's your biggest travel tip?" And she just said, "Pick one airline and stick with it." Mm-hmm. And I thought, man, that is brilliant. Mm-hmm. So I'm actually working on a book of uh, Chet Waterhouse sponsors all these crazy, ridiculous uh, motorboats, just a little more fun than Hooters. You know, those. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So all my sponsors, I'm going to work. I'm going to have an illustrator do fun illustrations for it. But then I'm going to pepper it with things like that from Advice Corner because I got great advice from a lot of people. Wayne Fetterman's travel tip was take the pen that they give you on the desk that you're never going to use. And use it to close that final little gap in your curtains that never closes. Clip your uh-huh. pen top right to that and close it and you'll get a great night's sleep. So there's travel tips. There's career tips. Uh, there's writing tips. There's all kinds of stuff. Uh, so one corner is advice corner. And then I do uh, what I call the fiery four, which is are really, if it has to be, it can be the only delving into sports in the entire podcast. Okay. Uh, that one I do try to make sports just because I think it's funnier. Uh, for me, it's a satire of all the hot takes and sure. mm-hmm. blazing questions and whatever yeah. else is out You're there. You're in the hot seat. Let's go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do try to ask legitimate questions. And if it's somebody I know it doesn't have any interest in sports, I, I might slide it that way a little bit. Um, but I'll also say, you know, who's your pick to win the World Series and why? And it doesn't have to be athletic. You know, and Jackie will just or somebody will just go, I don't, you know what? I must admit, I like the powder blue that uh, <laughs> the Dodgers are sporting. Uh-huh. You know, that's fine. Sure, why That's not? fine. And then move on. Yeah. And then if I know I have somebody with some sports acumen, uh, I'll dig in a little bit. Sure. Sklar Brothers, I haven't listened to. I'm sure it was heavy sports. Yeah, Sklar Brothers, yeah. Dennis Miller. Dennis and I just had a I listened because... to that one, and I want to compliment you. He thinks you are the funniest person on the planet. Well, thank you very much. That's we... what I got from listening to that. He thinks you are yeah. the shit. The nothing better. He and I go back to... 1984 in Los Angeles. I had just moved out from Minneapolis. He had just moved out essentially from Pittsburgh. I think he'd spent a little time in New York, perhaps. Okay. Um, And we became fast friends by sitting in the back of clubs together, not getting spots or getting spots that were brutally late. Yeah. And uh, we just started to bond a little. We liked each other's acts a lot and were kind of two sides of the same coin. We write similarly. Uh, I'm a little brighter. He's a little darker. And I think in retrospect, he had a much more focused persona, um, which is why I believe he shot through when he shot through and as quickly as he did. Mm-hmm. Um, but we loved to write for each other. We just loved to kick jokes around. We had a great time. We were both sports nuts. 
And actually, I was I would had or was already doing Chet a little bit in my act, and he fell in love with the character. And he does sort of a, a counter to that, like Chet's color guy. And we will we would sit there literally when uh, I uh, executive produced and wrote on, which was a tremendous privilege. Dennis Miller Live on HBO, we won two Emmys, uh, but we'd sit around the writers' room, and, and if he and I got started, it would be forty five minutes. Yeah. We could not stop, awesome. and we would just constantly pivot on speaking of, was the phrase, oh, brother, that's going to hurt him. I tell you, man, oh, man, Nixon in some trouble now, some health troubles, got a tube down his throat. Speaking of something down your throat, <laughs> Cubs choking this one away. You know, so we would pivot uh-huh. constantly on speaking of, and then try to make it as absurdist as possible. Yeah. And and for five minutes, it would kill the room. Mm-hmm. And then they would have to leave because they were so sick of it. And we would go another 40 minutes. We couldn't stop each other. So we hadn't done it in so long. I haven't seen Dennis in so long. So it was a chance for him to do that again. And uh, he's brilliant. I encourage people that have ever been a fan of Dennis Miller stuff for, you know, maybe it was 20 years ago. Maybe it was five months ago. Yeah. Check out his appearance on your podcast. It's oh, thanks. really good. And it's pretty much just wall to wall for the goof. That, that's yeah. the idea of the podcast. I will slip in. Uh, some remarks here and there that might feel topical, but I generally spread them evenly on both sides of the bread. Mm-hmm. Um, and they come out of Chet's twisted mouth. So, you know, it's more like, uh, man, their path to the playoff is as dangerous as Kavanaugh's to the Supreme Court. <laughs> you know, it's more like something like that. Um, there are other better platforms for political debate. I just want people to have a good time on the podcast. Are, did I hear, are you doing something with Louis? Well, you know, we have just recently sat down to discuss some uh, projects. Louis is, is hot, you know, and, and rightly so off of his performance on Baskets as the mom. You oh, know, yeah. I believe got a couple of Emmys for it. Yeah, and, didn't and, win the most recent one, but was nominated again. Yeah. And I mean, he's just killing it. He's so good. And he has spent a career being prepared for that. So he has projects of his own that he wants to go now. And as everybody knows, you strike when the iron's hot. So uh, he's uh, working on some production deals uh, at some some good networks and places. And uh, he wants to make sure he can line up some projects that have a chance at going. And actually, the one he loves is Chet Waterhouse. I, I've written a uh, animated script for Chet, which is just Chet on the road with his sidekick, Scotty Nordquist, who's a, a former major league pitcher who blew his arm out uh, catching a celebrity uh, first pitch from Lady Gaga. <laughs> <laughs> he trips and breaks his arm and his career is over. <laughs> so okay. he's real bitter, but right. Chet's gung-ho. And then they have like a hot 22-year-old super smart, super attractive producer woman out of New York who spends her entire time trying to get off this gig. Mm. And she's a master of the phone, so she's on her phone constantly working. But, um, you know, this is a stopgap gap gig for her and uh, what they do is it's called hello again everybody and uh, they go from town to town mostly in the midwest doing these horrific minor league weird sporting events um 
and uh, they travel by van from one to the next. And there's two or three per episode, so I know there's these islands of just idiocy. And one of the reasons it's animated is so that we can do the International Speed Fishing Championships. 14 degrees, the ice is firm. Welcome to Cheddar Falls, Wisconsin. It's a perfect day for speed fishing, which, if you don't know, is a combination of speed skating and ice fishing. Norway's won 11 of the last 12. Last year they won it. Man, they blistered it. Lap time, 52.3 seconds and nine pounds of walleye. But Japan's going to give them a run for their money. And young upstart USA could come around the outside. Let's see. So it's it's idiot sports mm-hmm. that we just create and animate. And then, of course, it goes haywire. Uh-oh, look out. Japan's got their lines tangled. They're going too fast for this. Oh, brother, there's an eye out. It's rolled right over here. So uh, Love it. It'll, it'll be that. It'll be the interstate barehanded culvert hunt. You know, last year's winner, Tommy Wench, he pulled out a live beaver and a refrigerator. You know, so it's just insane stuff like Love that. Love it. And Scotty Nordquist throws in funny comments about how minor league it is without really upsetting anybody. And they work for a mystery online network in New York that's trying to reshape and reform itself and rebrand itself. Uh, and in that process, the only thing they can count on for programming is these idiots they have on the road who they're paying next to nothing to uh, to do this. And they go from town to town and call these stupid events. Much like it's almost like the Red Bull Network back when they had really zero. Oh, yeah. And yeah, they yeah. were literally doing it's drone racing. Yeah. You know, so it's that kind of level of stupidity. Would this be hap- would you uh, be would talking be about hour, this? Or there are a couple of places that are now looking to do the adult swim model, which is well, like 11 15 minutes, or, yeah, 15 minutes. With spots, sure. And it would fit perfect into that as well. So, And it's just about their travails on the road, their real lives intertwined with these idiotic events. Would you be talking about this if you didn't start the if you hadn't started I the podcast? I don't think so. I think the podcast gives uh, the character legitimacy and traction. Yeah. And I might add, I'm number one in the Podcast One Sportsnet football pool right now. Everybody, you go right down the line. It doesn't matter who it is. Danny Patrick. doesn't matter if it's Rich Eisen, Adam Carolla. I'm beating them all right now. They can, they can eat my dust. <laughs> I know it's only week four. I should probably... <laughs> Roll back the trash talk. <laughs> Congrats on that. That's yeah, awesome. yeah, fun. It's fun. So the podcast gives it some some credibility. Yeah. And, uh, as more and more people listen to Play With Pain on Podcast One, it'll allow me an actual marketing tool that then I can present right. and network and say, I've got so-and-so listeners to, to the podcast. I think we got some legs here. Yeah. How close do you pay attention to as somebody who's been in the business for, for, for a while and, uh, you know, as a writer in the past and currently and what? How close do you pay attention to, like, the new TV shows that come out? I try to. There's so many. I mean, there's so many platforms now um, that uh, – it's it's wild. So I do have to hunt and peck a little more than I used to. Like if something like the, let's say I don't even, I don't even have a show in mind. Just something new. There's a new sitcom on CBS. Is uh, you know Wednesday nights. I don't have one in mind. Just something. Is well, this something I'll, that you probably heard about eight months ago when they were uh, shopping it around? Maybe or, yeah? you know. Um, I get as much of that info from my wife as I do from. A manager or trade papers or oh, anything okay. like that or trade sites or anything like that because uh, she'll scour it 
at some point, I did tell my wife, you know, I have to stop watching TV and start writing it. Okay. <laughs> or else we may not. You know, the mortgage lenders are not going to be thrilled. Well, there you go. So, okay. Sure, sure. So I'm trying to spend a little more time working on my projects. Um, but if I hear something, I'll, I'll roll it out, you know, or try to. We'll watch. Uh, you can – my wife can tell in like three minutes. I can generally tell in two or three minutes if we're going to like a comedy or not. Sure. But I'll give it more time. I'll give it at least through episode one and halfway through episode two just because I know things can change drastically on a production. Sure. Between episode one and episode two. Um, so I'll try to write it out. And if after a couple episodes it's still not quite doing it for me, then then I'll kind of let it go. Yeah. Um, there's something on HBO called Insecure that I that I need to check out. I haven't had a chance to do it yet. Um I liked Annie McBride's stuff. I thought Vice Principals was just... Oh, I never caught that. Yeah. Just crazy funny. Crazy funny. And totally different than anything I'd ever seen. And just such a kick to see guys who know what they're doing getting a chance to do it. And by guys, I mean men and women. I mean comedians. I mean writers. I mean directors. Uh, people in showbiz getting the chance to do what they do. And then doing it. And he's got another one coming out about a televangelist that uh, John Goodman plays the televangelist. Oh, I just saw a headline yeah. about that. Yeah. And uh, um, Adam, oh, God, what's his name? Adam Levine's in, Not Adam Levine. Uh, the actor. Adam Driver? No. Valentine, I think his last. I can't remember. Kid out of uh, uh, Workaholics. Oh, Divine. Adam Divine. Thank you. Adam Divine is in it. Um, and, and Danny's in it. And uh, uh, Danny McBride, who's freaking hilarious and and uh john goodman who's money mm -hmm. so i can't wait for that but I, I like to hear about little things like that and then I, or like we just dove deep dived into deadwood oh and now we're blasting that out my wife and i and it's freaking great i i um i think timothy oliphant is extremely talented yeah. just both funny and a great act. See, you know what you can do now is if you like, have you finished that series or how no, far? No, no, oh. we're almost at the end of season one. Okay, because I didn't. I saw a few of those, but I didn't really watch it. But I know that now. That's one of those shows. I feel like I've heard like, oh, you know, those first two were seasons were amazing. Now you could listen to people's advice and like, if they say three and four, I don't know that that's a fact, but like, right. let's say three and four sucked by popular opinion. You I'd don't still, have to waste your time, or yeah, would you? I would still try it. You yeah. would, okay, because you never know what people. You know, nowadays, you just don't know. I mean, you know, we're in such a crazy place in this country, period. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's uh, seeping into every aspect of culture. Um, and I always remember, you know, I use Joe McCarthy, Senator Joe McCarthy as an example, who started with a great head of steam. And, and believe me, this could happen on either side of the political spectrum. J j the fact to me is this. Started with a tremendous head of steam. Uh, loses that steam with the Senate Army McCarthy hearings, uh, then gets disgraced, <laughs> gets drummed out of D.C., still had a 35% approval rate. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh -huh. So there's some people, uh, whether it's a movie or politics, you're just not going to talk them out of what sure. they think. So even though they might say season three and four suck, I might go, meh. You know what? I'm going to check it out because I'm not sure you know what sucks means. <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. so, so we'll see. I we'll like see that. when we get to season three. Mm -hmm. 
Does your uh, I just when you just said sucks made me think of this thing. You know, you have a ten, nine year old, ten year old. How old is your kid now? She'll be ten She'll be in 10. a week and a half. My daughters are now all, uh, twelve and ten. I was talking to a friend of mine a few weeks ago. Ran into him. He was uh, with his son, who's probably oh, what would he probably be in first grade? I would say maybe kindergarten. <laughs> and I uh, and I was we were swapping stories. I hadn't seen my buddy in a while, and I said something about uh, oh blah blah blah, and I said sucks, and then I went oh. I go, my daughter just told me that in her fifth grade class, the teacher said they're not supposed to say things suck anymore. They're not supposed to say, not because it's a swear word, just maybe to avoid negativity or something. I don't know. They're not, she was told me they're not supposed to say things suck anymore. Yeah. So my buddy's son goes, oh, I'm not supposed to say that either. And I went, oh, why not? I go to Spanish immersion school. <laughs> wow. I thought, you just said something, this kid just said something super funny and has no idea. Yeah. But the reason he's not saying it is because he speaks Spanish at school. He yeah. has no idea how funny that is. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> that is really great. Yeah, I do have a, a 10-year-old. And, and I, as I say, Mike, there's worse things than bad language that I can... Uh, accidentally pass on to my child yeah uh-huh my daughter who's 10 gets out of a couch this way oh because she hears me she hears me get out of a couch that way <laughs> so i don't think that's serving her well <laughs> <laughs> that's nice um i have a football question for you sure. did you see isaiah crowell his uh, the, he's a running back. Used to play for the Browns. Scored a touchdown a couple of weeks ago. Took the football, wiped his butt with it, and then threw it into the stands in Cleveland. Ah, he and now Cleveland went on to win that game. Mm-hmm. He now has an endorsement from one of those uh, butt wipe. Uh, oh companies. wow! Well, a young man's turned it to the good. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they, they ain't lying when they say uh, bad press is good press. No press is bad press. What's the phrase? I can't remember. That's why I'm in the minors. That brought to you by Kaleidoscope Eye Drops. Don't just get the red out. Enter a magical world. <laughs> I like that one. I like them all. I don't think I've heard that one. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there you go. You can uh, embarrass yourself, piss off your boss, and still get an endorsement out of it. Yeah. And that harkens back to when uh, Randy Moss mooned the, the fake mooning. mooned the crowd in Green Bay. Yeah, the only one who was genuinely upset was Joe Buck. Right. Everybody else was like, Packer fans were loving that because they do that to the Vikings on the way into the stadium. Yeah, for sure. You Speaking know. of the word sucks, have you ever Googled Joe Buck sucks during a game he's broadcasting? Wow, no, I have not. Wow, do that when you're getting bored. During a football or baseball game. Holy Jeez. cow. I think he calls a great game. I think he calls a great game. I think he calls a great baseball game specifically. Uh, and, but I like him on football, too. Uh, I think the only time he gets on thin ice is when he's out chasing that kind of stuff. Yeah, maybe. When something either demands a, a, an observation from him on short notice or when um, the moment seems to call for humor. Yeah. A lot of those guys, though, get out on thin ice when they think, they think something's funny. And, you know, 
It ain't, mm-hmm. you know, or it's not that funny. And and then sometimes it is genuinely funny. There are guys who can really pull that off. And then, there, you know, sports announcers bat a certain percentage mm-hmm. that you don't have to, uh, uh, as a comedian, you have to bat, you know, somewhere between 900 and 1,000% <laughs> to do your job right. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, a sports announcer with comedy can bat 320 and they're crushing it which means one out of every three things they say is funny yeah so and, that's and some attempt more than others yeah yeah so uh but i think all those guys tend to they can kind of get on a little thin ice when something suddenly presents itself that demands a response yeah and i think uh Joe probably in that Randy Moss moment probably felt, especially because it wasn't that far removed from the uh, Justin Timberlake, Janet Jackson halftime debacle. Oh, yeah. So everybody in the world of broadcast sports was probably concerned their jobs were in Mm -hmm. jeopardy. Not on my watch. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So Joe got on the bike and backpedaled fast on that one. Probably (laughs) wisely so, but it is a funny moment. Uh, uh, That is a disgusting act, I think he said, (laughs) which is a great quote. Uh And now Randy Moss is an announcer. Yeah, right. And and we'll uh, find out the pitfalls of that himself, I'm sure, at Mm -hmm. some point. Mm -hmm. I think so, too. Uh, is there anything else we should be mentioning besides that people need to come to Acme? Because um, we'll post this today. Oh, great. Thursday, so yeah, people, come uh, on down. We're going to just go loosey-goosey this week. How much How much road work have you done since you were here last? Well, I just did uh, I did some dates spring, fall, and summer in front of Brian Regan because I uh, executive produced and wrote on his show that is uh, premiering on Netflix – Christmas Day. Oh, awesome. It's called Stand Up and Away with Brian Regan, and it's a sketch show, essentially, with a lot of his stand-up woven through it. Okay. Yeah, I real you, fun, real you, funny. You mentioned that a year ago, so that's yeah, done yeah. now. Yeah, so it's awesome. come to fruition. Good. Uh, and I did dates with him, and I, we just did a uh, tour in uh, Florida. Did okay. four dates in Florida, and then Athens, Georgia was the last date. All right. So, uh, so yeah, so I've been out there having fun, and uh, I'm really looking forward to this and just kind of kind of laying it out there you had brian on your podcast too right i did have brian on and and the funniest thing we did happened after the battery went dead it was the one i did two people via remote and the battery died right as brian and i did something uh, stupid on the end of it but uh, (sighs) we'll capture it again at some point yeah well i've had those problems here yeah yeah i bet (laughs) we've recorded whole episodes and then oh by the way logical snafu it's gone It's gone. Oh, brother, we got to take a break. Hey, while we take a break, why don't you take a break? (laughs) For Sweet Coast Penicillin Nut Bar, munch the pain away with Sweet (laughs) Coast. Did you bring your family with you this time? Did not. Did not. Not this time. You're rolling solo. and out. My kid just had a little uh, surgery on her hip, so she's recovering from that and and wasn't really travel ready. Sure. She loves to travel. Okay. And then my wife pulled her Achilles strained her Achilles, so she's not travel ready. So Shouldn't you be back there uh, I'm trying to, your healthy body? <laughs> trying to get in and out and get back there. Fortunately, we got my daughter out of a wheelchair and kind of out of her walker for a lot of it. So oh, she's, wow. she's more mobile than she's been in since the middle of July. Oh, so. good. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, continued success, Jeff. Thanks. Come, come back soon. Anytime. I'm here. <laughs> I'm telling the jokes. <laughs> Fill these seats. <laughs>